And we're back, Stripe Show podcast, on a Wednesday. I know, it's not Froggy Wednesday. We ran that yesterday. Wanted to move that up. Really good interview with uh, Morgan Hoffman, who is uh, back in the field this week after about a two and a half year hiatus as he uh, went on a healing process. Um, I won't get too far into it. If you uh, haven't listened to the podcast yesterday, you should. I was actually uh, up in Hilton Head over the last couple of days. Uh, went up there and did some things for the Cut Cool Show on Golf Channel. Airs every Tuesday. Check it out. Got to spend some time with Seth Straka out there on the Harbor Town Links Golf Course in absolutely fantastic shape now of course i know most of the players out there or a lot of them but i've never really got to spend too much time um with sep Straka, and uh, i tell you what i was impressed my goodness the big guy can hit it uh john tillerio's coach got to walk the fairways uh with him as we uh played the final stretch there 16 17 and 18 of course the the par 317th, just a beautiful hole. And then the 18th is iconic. And just if you just look over my left shoulder right now, for those of you watching on YouTube, you can see the 18th on my About Golf simulator. In fact, I just played it, made birdie on the simulator. And uh, some cool content coming out this week. Harbor Town Golf Links, they call it. Hilton Head Island. Let me say this about Hilton Head. I've been there many times. When I was the director of instruction for the tour academies, we had a uh, an academy up there. And Hilton Head's cool, right? You get out there. Uh, it's beautiful. There's some things to do. I had some of the best barbecue that I've ever had at a restaurant there just outside the gates there um, at a harbor town. It was fantastic. But look, there's there's no signs and there's no lights. And this is a tourist destination, right? I mean, you are driving around that place at night and you can't see anything. It's dangerous. And even during the day, because there's no signs that, you know, stand outwardly facing. They're all just kind of, they just blend in with the colors. So you're, you find yourself slowing down and looking like, what the hell is in there? And the person behind you is coming up on you. I and mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean... It feels dangerous to me every time I go up there. But anyway, spent some time on the golf course. Uh, Sepp Strucka and Chad Ramey did some things on the, the range with Chad Ramey. He was on the Stripe Show podcast, of course, after he finished in the top 25 in the Corn Ferry Tour. He got his win at Corrales Putacana Championship. So PGA Tour rookie gets his win. Some good stuff there as we kind of dived into his wedge game and how he manages that. That's going to be big this week. You'll see some some short irons into uh, this golf course. But this is, you know, really, I think this is one of the favorites for many in the golf industry on the PGA Tour. Uh, you can see that shirt behind me there. I picked that up. Really cool shirt. Uh, 1969 is when all of this started. 53 years ago, Harby C. Heritage at Harbortown Links. It's a peat dye design, par 71, Bermuda grass, and it's a short course. Right, a lot of peat dye courses uh, on the PGA Tour, like a TPC Sawgrass, 
Uh, they're not going to be overly long. They're going to be short. They're going to be strategic. They're going to be uh, a bit of a plotter, uh, if you will. And you look at who has won here. Stuart Sink, of course, the defending champion. I got to uh, watch Stuart hit the ball. His son still on the bag. Of course, that was a memorable win last year. Uh, if you had Stuart Sink to win, I had Colin Morikawa, who just backed up uh, on Sunday. It was really weird to see Morikawa struggle um, like he did down the stretch. But uh, Stuart, you know, that was his third win on this golf course in this tournament. Webb Simpson won it back in 2020, CT Pan in 2019, and then uh, Satasha Kadira back in 2018. Saw Wesley Bryan. And his brother, George, um, who's just great. You know, I love George. He was a great player in his own right, South Carolina kid. Uh, he won it back in 2017. That was cool. Brendan Gray saw him on the range with his coach, Mr. Justin Parsons. It was good to catch up with him, who's a regular on this podcast. He won in 2016. And then Ferrick, he was hanging out and hitting shots. He's in the field. He's won it twice. Won it back in 2015. You know, it's just nothing like golf. You know, I, I found myself when I was on the range there. I'm going to share some insight here on the golf course. It was, it's nice, you know, when we, we do these preview shows, usually this is something on a Tuesday and I'll have a guest and we'll break it down and we'll give you our best bets. And I'm going to be doing some of that here just myself today. But as I was standing there on the range and I'm, you know, just watching and I, and I get to go to a tournament, you know, every probably, I don't know, two months, maybe somewhere in there. And doing some stuff with Golf Channel, the PGA Tour, different shows and whatnot, but also just observing for myself in the podcast. And here's Stuart Sink. You know, Stuart's, uh, you know, he's uh, the kitchen. <laughs> Tiger referred to him as the kitchen, the kitchen sink. Now, how good is that nickname? I had no idea all the way up to this point that that was his nickname. Justin Leonard confirmed it on Monday on the podcast. And there's the kitchen hanging out with his son, hitting balls. The kitchen, what, 48, 49 now. Here's Jim Furyk in his 50s on PGA Tour Champions. And then, you know, there's Mito Pereira, young kid. There's Chad Ramey, another young guy. There's Joaquin Neiman, just got done playing with Tiger, young guy. Young kid uh, for the Michigan State bag in the field, hitting balls in the range, looking around, just green as can be. But yet there you have these veterans. Jay Haas comes rolling up onto the range with his son, Bill, who's starting to show a little bit more form, which is, which is great to see, former FedEx Cup champion. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, there's just no other sport where you get this, you get the elderly, not the elderly, but let's call it the experience. That's not the right word, elder, excuse me but the experienced out there. And then you got the youth and they're all competing, playing from the same tees for the same money. It's just terrific. And it's just fun to watch, you know, the dynamics as these players are coming up to the range, who's hanging with who, who are boys and, uh, and just, and just watching and observing. And as you stand there, you realize that you're watching the best players in the world. Right, the PGA Tour. These are the best players in the world hitting balls on the range. But if you stand there long enough, you then realize that there's a different sound coming off the face of certain players. Like there's even another level, and it's noticeable. It separates itself. 
from the rest of the field. And if you stand there long enough, you'll figure it out. And I was talking with John Graham, who is a top putting coach out there, and he has like five or six guys in the field. I mean, these guys work so hard. And Graham's out there, and he's putting. And I asked him, I said, can you tell the difference if you just stood there putting with your eye and your ears? Can you separate just by the demeanor and the stroke and just the whole you know, energy and attitude that you're seeing? He's like, no question. I mean, it, it doesn't take long. So it's amazing. You're watching the best players, and yet if you stand there long enough, you start to see how players separate themselves in the way they hit it, short game techniques, putting, et cetera. It doesn't take long to see that. And as I stood there for probably three or four hours watching a ton of players coming through, there were two guys that, you know, really stood out to me, striking the ball. One was Joaquin Neiman. I mean, this kid, it's a different sound. The compression, it's a, just a different sound. And, and the window, the ball shooting out of over and over again, the consistency of that, the amount of fade, just this tight little fade left to right. And he was working with his teacher. And, and uh, it, it's just different. You know, he, he's sitting there right next to, um, you know, I can't remember exactly who was right next to him. I think it was Brian Stewart, who's a good ball striker. Um, you know, Brian Harmon was right there. And, you know, all these guys can hit it. But then Joaquin, it's just like, that's different. Different kind of strike. The other guy that really stood out to me, and this happens a lot sometimes where you watch it and then you go and you look statistically and they don't match up. Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark, I mean, you want to talk about an aggressive move. I mean, this is a guy that creates a lot of speed, and it's a great sound coming off the face, and it's moving. And then you go look at him statistically, and he's not even sniffing it. I mean, he's in the bottom of strokes can approach, and it's like, what? How does that happen? So, you know, there's a lot of pretty swings, and it doesn't always line up from a statistics standpoint, and of course you're competing against the best of the best, but that's one Wyndham Clark that I just can't wrap my arms around. Like I can't understand why he's not better uh, statistically. And he's kind of jumped around a little bit from teacher to teacher, but it's a good move. It's a good move. I was really impressed with Sepp Strack. I got to tell you, um, he, he, I mean, this guy's effortless. Of course he wins at the Honda kind of dove into his game a little bit. He has this little patented draw. Yeah, I got to point that out, right? I did on the show. It's like, you know, all these guys that fade it, they get all the press, right? You got to go to a fade, and I get it. There's a lot of guys that draw it, too. Sepp's one of them. Rory played pretty good. Masters. Sepp played with him on Saturday, and it was funny talking to him. You know, he said, look, I, you watch Rory, and I'm like, I can't do that. There's just things that he does that I can't do. And as we were walking up 18, you know, it's funny. I said, you know, you win. Does anything change? Your goals or you feel like maybe, your, you know, your schedule. And some of that, you know, he's a little more control now, right, where he can play. And I said, sometimes it feels like players, they get out there and they feel like they, they need to do something else, right? They need to add distance or they need to develop this shot. Martin Keimer felt like he needed to draw it to play Augusta more. This is a guy that won the PGA and the Players' Championship thinking he needs to change his swing. Jordan Speed thinks he needs to get longer. Um, and I think a lot of that, you know, you, you look at, you start getting out there and you feel like, oh gosh, you know, Rory's doing it. Maybe I need to do that. But the reality is, is, you know, we were talking, it's like, look, you're, you're, what, you're good enough. Like, what got you here is good enough. 
Now just refine that and incrementally maybe get a little bit better. And I think that's the right approach. If Scotty Scheffler changes his swing, my head will explode. I don't think it'll happen. Randy Smith won't let that happen. Scotty Scheffler is in the field uh, next week. And, uh, you, you know, it's just like there's, there's no need to change. You're good enough. Yes, incrementally get better. Practice the right way, and off you go. Sepp was talking about his practice plan with his putting and how that's changed, and now he's on a little bit of a heater uh, with the putter, and that's been a big reason why he's played so well. So it was a great trip. The golf course is in fantastic shape. I mean fantastic shape. The fairways are cush. Nice base tune. Ball's going to be sitting up nice. This isn't going to be one of those you know, tight lies type of situation. There's going to be plenty of room there. Guys should feel comfortable. Um, but it is a strategic golf course. You're not going to overpower this golf course. When you look at it historically, stroke chain approach is huge here. I mean, the, your iron game has to be on point. You, you need to be in the plus four, plus five, plus six range. And we got a good field. I mean, you look at right at the top here, Justin Thomas, of course, is your betting favorite. He knows a thing or two about irons. Doesn't play here a lot. Colin Morikawa had a good run here. Last year, um, he's a good iron player. Cameron Smith is in the field this week. He's a good iron player. Dustin Johnson, of course, uh, has played okay here. He's a good iron player. Patrick Cantlay, I mean, here's, you know, we start getting into the favorites here. And, you know, what's what's the common theme there, right? They're, they're iron games. So all of these favorites, when you look at it, um, you know, gosh, you know, their iron game, uh, is a strength. Now, you know, obviously Thomas and, and DJ can take it out there a little bit off the tee, and that length will be um, kind of hampered a little bit because this is a plotter's type of golf course. 16 is a good example as we're walking up there, par four, dog leg left, and there's a big tree that sits at the turn, and you have to play it short of that tree. There's really no benefit to trying to blast it past that tee and, or past that, that tree, depending upon where they put the, the tee marker. But, you know, you play short of it, and then you hit a short iron into it. And that's kind of a, a good example of, of the golf course. 17th, like I mentioned, just a beautiful um, par three. And, and then 18, um, it's just a gigantic fairway. And a Pete Dye design, you stand there. And it's one of those where, you know, you can't see the fairway right on the left. And you can kind of see it here maybe a little bit with the simulator, the about golf simulator behind me. You can see a little sliver to the right, and Pete's so good at that visual intimidation. You can't see anything on the left, but it's a huge fairway. They want you to hit that fairway to set the scene with the tower in the back, very small green at 18. These are small greens. The TV, when you watch golf on TV, it makes the greens look bigger, in particularly the last hole, right, because they really want to showcase the last hole, like Augusta 18, Harbor Town 18. Both those greens are not that big. I mean, even Augusta, there's some big greens there, but the 18th is not that big. This green at Harbortown Golf Links, 18, it is small. <laughs> there's some small greens out there. So, you know, guys are going to be, um, you know, they're going to be missing some greens, but I wouldn't say it's like overly difficult as far as getting the ball up and down. Yes, there's some sand. There's no rough. The rough is way down. You've got your collection areas to kind of pitch from if you need to. Uh, but you'll see a lot of guys putting here. You know, there's a lot of opportunities to be putting from off the collars, like we saw Stuart Sink do last year um, and, and did it very successfully. So 
you don't want to be a dog in short game, but I'm not putting a lot of stock into it this week. Last week, you needed it. You saw it with Scheffler. Incredible hands. You don't need that kind of short game this week. You don't need a tremendous amount of length. Again, you can't be a dog off the tee. Um, but I'm kind of really bumping those down. Strokes gain off the tee, uh, strokes gain around the green. You know, give me someone who can strike the ball and then can get some get the putter going here on these Bermuda greens. And I would say with these Bermuda greens, they were a little they're a little furry when we were playing. Um, they'll nip them down. Little little you know, definitely a Bermuda substance here. You know, a little sticky with some of the uphill lies. Uh, if you get into some of those collection areas, so you know who can who can get the putter going and make some putts, um, you know, along with those irons. You look at the most shots, you look at the distances on this golf course. Um, I like datagolf.com. They'll, they'll give you a lot of scenarios of where guys are hitting it from into these greens. The most amount of shots are hit from 175 to 200 yards. Second most from 150 to 175, and then third most from 125 to 150. So that's short to mid-iron game, right? You're going to be seeing a lot of that. You know, the wind will blow a little bit. It's funny when you come around the corner there at 18, how much the wind will hit you. It was downwind when we played it. Guys are having to hit three wood, so they don't hit it uh, all the way through the fairway there. But as I start building my model here, you know, some of the things that I've weighed out, strokes and approach, Certainly bump that up. You look at stroke scan approach, iron game. You look at the last 50 rounds in the field. Daniel Berger is number one. This should be a good place for Berger, right? Irons, can he get enough going with the putter? Russell Henley, no surprise. Great iron player. Is second, Colin Morikawa at third. Shane Lowry, fourth. I like Lowry here. Lowry's playing some very good golf. Should be a good spot for him. The wind gets up. I think he'll like this place here. Luke Donald. Uh, up there at five. I was really impressed with Luke as well, uh, who's been on the podcast, watching him with his driver, who can w- can be a bit of a <clears throat> uh, a liability at times, but he was hitting the ball very nice. And, um, you know, Luke Donald has played very, very well at this place. He's fifth. Justin Thomas, of course, sixth. Tom Hoagie could be a sleeper here, folks. Playing good golf. You talk about iron play, you got to talk about Tom Hoagie. The question is, can he do enough with his putter? Cameron Smith should be a good spot for him. I mean, irons and putter, I mean, that is Cameron Smith. Hudson Swafford saw him. Uh, He's nine. Russell Knox there, working hard with his coach. Good iron player. Uh, Can he do enough with the putter? And then there's Mito. Saw my boy Mito, took some footage. You know, I'll bet Mito. I mean, there's this, you know, look, I got to stay with him, right? I mean, I got to stay with him at this point. Good iron player. Adam Svensson, interesting. 12. Got to catch up um, with his putting coach. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Adam. He's a very talented ball striker. There's some things going on there with the putter, in particularly as he gets closer to the hole. Really kind of struggling in that five, six foot range. Of course, we, we talk about Will Zalatoris a lot in the issues that he has as he gets in closer. Adam Svensson, unfortunately, seems to be moving in that direction as well, but a very talented ball striker out of Canada. There's Terrell Hatton. He's 13th. Uh, I, I, I watched Terrell warm up. He didn't break any clubs. Wasn't acting like he was shooting anybody, so that's, a, I guess, a, a starting point this week. Luke List, 
I saw him. Should be a decent spot for him. Good iron player. Can he do enough with the putter? Harold Varner, I like him this week. Probably going to get him around that 60, 50 to 1 range. Uh, he's 15th in stroke scan approach. Corey Connors, you always got to put him in there. There's Ortiz, there's Naismith, and on down from a stroke scan approach standpoint. So you got to really look at your ball strikers. Last 50 round, who are the guys that we can you know rely on when it comes to that? And I mentioned the 175, the 200, right? That's the most common distance. Tom Hoagie's number one. Sebastian Munoz is number two. Luke Liss is three. EVR, four. Nate Lashley's five. JT six, Svensson seven, Harold Varner, Norlander. There's Sepp. No surprise. Sepp Strack at 10. Lowry at 11. A lot of the same names, right? You keep going. Naismith, Brian, Swafford, Morikawa. These are the names that kind of keep popping up. You go to 150 to 175 yards. JT's one. Grios two. Grios played good here in the past. Russell Henley, Svensson, Donald, Morikawa, Hoagie, CT Pond. Very good from this distance former champion, Cameron Smith, Lowry, Knox. I mean, again, so here's these same names uh, coming up from this distance. Another stat that I like to look at is opportunities gain, who are giving themselves really good looks, whether it's on the green or just off into the fringe. Again, you're going to be seeing a lot of players putting from the fringe there. JT's number one, Russell Henley, Morikawa. Cameron Young, I think, is interesting. You know, he's a long ball hitter, but he's a very nice iron player, and he's an underrated putter. Watched him for a little bit on the range. Cameron Young's not very big. Like he, you think about all the speed he creates. He's not a very big guy. Um, I, I like watching him play. I, I would, I would put, I'd li- or, or hit balls. I would put him in that kind of category as well. As that was different, <laughs> you know, in the way the ball was coming off the face. There's Hoagie, five, List six, Swafford seven, Lowry Smith. Ramey got to spend some time with him. Gives himself a lot of looks. DJ. It's funny how these same names, right, are coming up. So, you know, again, look, I, I've, I've around the green, I've, I've bumped those percentages down uh, off the tee, bumped those down. I like looking at good drives. You know, who's putting the ball in play? Russell Knox puts the ball in play. Connors, Smalley. Furick Hadwin, I think, is interesting this week. I think Adam Hadwin's playing some really good golf. I think you got to really look at Adam Hadwin here this week. Ches Revu, we know, hits the ball very well off the tee. Brian Stewart, Naismith, Berger, Lowry, JJ Spawn, Abraham Answer has withdrawn. So those are some names that that kind of pop up. So as I run my model and you, and you kind of put all this together, last fifty rounds, Shane Lowry's number one. You know, Lowry's probably going to be in that twenty to one range. I think I'll be on Lowry this week. I don't know how you can't play Cam Smith. I guess, you you know, the odds get down there far enough. As I come onto the air here, I think he's around the 14 to 1 mark. This should be a great spot for Cameron Smith. I mean, you know, I know he had his blunder on Sunday, but Cameron Smith is, look, we, we went into Augusta trying to find angles on who's going to do well, and it was the same two guys, right? It was Scotty Scheffler and Cameron Smith. I think Cameron Smith just keeps it going. He's the best putter in the field. Good iron play. You know, neutralize the driver a little bit. Um, should be a good spot. Russell Henley. So I have a hard time playing Russell to win. You know, I mean, look, can you can you go top 20? Of course. But I just, you know, the win equity with Russell, I think, as good of a ball striker he is, it's tough. Tom Hoagie. Yeah, I could I could sign up for Hoagie here. You know, I think the odds will be Certainly big enough uh, with this field. Again, very good field. 
Justin Thomas uh, is ranked fifth. Cantley, I think, is interesting. Um, as I pulled Cantley here real quick, I want to go a little bit deeper with Cantley. I got to watch him hit balls um, for a decent amount. I seem to be really working hard on the wedge, short iron play. Um, he was 39th at the Masters, missed a cut at the Players, 33rd at the Genesis. So it's not a great run for Cantley right now. You know, he's certainly not playing like he was earlier in the year when he was second at Phoenix, fourth at Pebble, ninth at the American Express course. He won the tour championship last year with the with the four win season. Uh, but this is a very different um it's a very different Patrick Cantley right now. I think he's I kind of get the impression uh right now that he is trying to find it a little bit. And of course, look, I mean that's that's what happens in this game. I mean, you're gonna lose it. From time to time, it's very difficult to be peak all the time. There is Mito. <laughs> there is Mito, ranked seventh. You go across the board here with Mito. He's 19th in opportunities gain. He's 11th in approach. He's ninth in par four scoring. He got the extra par four here this week. Only three par fives. Drives the ball nice. I mean, Mito checks out. Around the greens, always a little bit bumpy for Mito at times. His putting is okay. Gosh, it's coming. I just feel like it's coming with Mito. I'll be on him. I'm such a sucker. It doesn't matter where he plays. I bet Mito to win. There's Daniel Berger. 28 to 1. You know, you're going to get uh, the approach game with Berger. I think he's probably, if he's not the best, he's certainly in the top three when it comes to iron play. Um, you know, it's the putter. I think the putter's been a little chilly. For Berger, can he get that going? Hadwin checks out at ninth, folks. I think Hadwin is a real play here this week. Uh, Adam Hadwin probably going to be in that 40 to 40, 40 to 1 range. Um, gives himself a lot of looks. Very good driver. Does a good job with the par fours. And um, checks out in the 175 to 200 range. Adam Hadwin playing uh, some very good golf as we as we go a little bit into a deeper dive here with um, Adam Hadwin. And uh, he checks out, you know, he, he handles Bermuda surfaces quite nicely. Um, but his iron game is, is, has really picked up, you know, and, and Hadwin, when you go back here, you're talking three top nine finishes in his last three tournaments, ninth at the players, seventh at Valspar and fourth at Valero. So Adam Hadwin deserves a look. I'll be putting some money certainly somewhere um, with Adam Hadwin. Webb Simpson, I think, is interesting. Webb showed some signs here as of late. Perhaps getting a little bit healthier. You know Webb Simpson likes this place. I like Harold Varner. Again, like Henley, tough to bet to win. But look, Varner was, I believe, second last year uh, behind Stuart Sink. It's a good spot for Varner. Um, you know, he's coming off 23rd at the Masters. He was sixth at the Players. So Harold Varner certainly, I think, is going to deserve a look here. There's Terrell Hatton. You would think a good spot for him. Um, I'll pass. <laughs> Colin Morikawa, uh, you, again, look, you know you're going to get a lot of looks. Opportunities gain. He's second. He's third in strokes gain approach. But he is struggling with the putter. You know, he's he's towards the bottom when it comes to putting in in around the green. So I'm probably going to pass again on Morikawa here. Kevin Na has been linked to Saudi Arabia, as it sounds like there's going to be some names 
launched here very soon. Kevin Na saw him on the range as well. I think he, he'll deserve a real look here. Luke Donald, if you're looking for some big odds, um, you know, I, I think you, you got to look at Luke, certainly in a top 20. Can he win this thing? Probably not, but he's been, I mean, he's finished second a number of times here over the years. So Luke Donald, if you're looking for some big odds, um, he would be one. Luke Liss, I think, would be another one that you could go to. He He's not going to be certainly in the favorites as you start looking down into that middle tier of of odds. And then DJ, as, you, as we kind of continue to go down my ranking here, um, he's all the way down at 18th. I like Chris Kirk here at 19. Very solid player. Watched him hit balls, caught up with his coach um, a little bit as well. So those are some names that... Um, that start to pop out here um, when you when you factor in the model that I've explained there. Who has fared here the best over the years? Uh, Webb Simpson, look no further. Last five years, he hasn't finished outside the top 16. Of course, won it back in 2020. He was T9 here last year. Kuchar's played well here, and Kuchar's has been showing some signs. Um, you know, he, he certainly has... Um, Looks like he's starting to put a few more pieces together. So Kuchar could be a good look, perhaps for a top 20. Poulter has played well here. I think Ian probably is going to Saudi as well. His name is linked to that. Perhaps this is the last tournament on the PGA Tour for Ian Poulter. I don't think that's far-fetched to think that. Wouldn't be surprised if Hatton's linked to it as well. Lee Westwood has been vocal about it. You know there's going to be some names, and those are a few that, that I think about. Cantley missed a cut here last year. But he was T3, T7, T3 before that. Didn't play in 2020, but from 17 to 19, he played very well. I'm going to pass on Cantley, though. DJ, you know, I was on DJ last week. Um, I think I'm going to stay with DJ. I, I think, you know, he'll be, when I look at the chalk, um, I think DJ's starting to get a little closer. You know, his putter... You know, I I think that's the question mark. But don't be mistake here. I mean, DJ's iron game is very good. I know his driver will be neutralized a little bit here. Another name I, I like is Fitzpatrick. You just feel like that wind's coming here from Matthew Fitzpatrick. Um, T4 last year, finished 14th and 2020. Certainly easily uh, a top 20 play for Fitzpatrick. But I, I think a wind's coming. I think Matthew Fitzpatrick, the game is maturing. It is coming, and I would not be surprised if this is a place. Daniel Berger, we talked about him. He's played well. Hill Strelman has played well here. Brian Harmon has played okay here. Grio has shown sides here. And you think of a Grio, right? You know, what do you think of a Grio? Think of iron play. You know, not a great putter, but he's had some good putting weeks here. He was second last year. Michael Thompson is a name that... Um, if you're looking for some odds, has played well here. Lowry has played well here. T9 last year, T3 and 19. I like JT Poston as well. I think that's a name caught up with JT um, in his uh, caddy, Aaron Fleener. JT really likes this place, T8 and T6. Missed the cut last year, but I, I, I will be, from a long shot standpoint, I'll be putting some money on JT. Uh, he can get it going with the putter. CT Pond, of course, won here. And I kind of, you know, I think that's an interesting comp, JT and CT. Um, yeah. Sign me up for JT Poston. Norin saw him on the range. Hasn't been in the top 20 yet, but he's been right there. 25th, 21, 28th. 
Wesley Bryan, of course, had the win back in 17. I'll probably pass on him. I'm going to pass on Hatton. I'm going to pass on Sink. I'm going to pass on Lucas Glover, but I'm going to play Kisner. Uh, Kisner gets some odds. You know, he's missed a cut here the last two years, but Kisner comes in on a heater. He's playing very good. And, you know, you start thinking about the courses that would be okay for Kisner. This has to be one of them, you would think, right? It's a shorter course. Um, you know, he finished T7 back in 18. I think Kisner has to be looked at. I think J.J. Spawn has to be looked at. Again, you know, coming in playing well. Kisner, Spawn, going to get some odds. I think those are two top 20s. Will J.J. win again? Probably not. But I certainly wouldn't be surprised if Kisner did. And J.G. played well at the Masters. So I think you have to really consider looking at J.G. for some of your plays as well. Brian Stewart has done okay here. A couple top 20s in the last three years. Dylan Fratelli popped there a couple weeks back. Um, he was T8 back in 2020. So it could be interesting if you're looking at uh, some odds for that top 20. I think Fratelli would be okay. And there's Henley. Like, you know, you kind of come, you work all the way down here and who's done well here. Henley. You know, T9 and 20. I just, I, I'm just having a hard time with Henley now. You know, I really am. There's Neiman, T5 and 2020. Um, but, I mean, you got you to gotta look at Neiman here. I mean, if he has a good putting week, look out. Cameron Smith, surprising he missed the cut in 2020 and 2019. But this is a very different Cameron Smith, of course. He was T9 back in 2021. McNeely, I think, is interesting. I, I, I like McNeely. I'll be playing Maverick McNeely, he's been very good to me. I think this is a very good place for McNeely. He was T4 back in 2021. Snedeker's won it. Man, what was that? Back in, I want to say Snedeker won it back in 2012, maybe? Hadn't done much since. JT, as I mentioned, hadn't played much here, but he was T8 back in 2020. Look, a good anywhere JT is a good, it's a good place. <laughs> you hit your irons like that. Connors, you know you get the iron game. Can he do enough with the putter? He was T4 last year. Caught up with Joel Damon. And uh, his caddy, Gino Benelli. And uh, Joel, going on a little three-week stretch here. He said he's going to be playing with Steven Yeager next week in Zurich. He was T48 in 2020, T16 in 19. This should be a good spot for Joel. Probably not going to play him. Horschel. Hasn't been great here. Kind of surprising, too, really. You know, probably going to pass on Horschel. I'm probably going to pass on Siwoo. I'm going to pass on Hoffman, who seems to be struggling. But I am going to play Adam Hadwin as we continue to work down here and um, who's finished, who's played okay here. Um, Hadwin missed a cut last year. Morikawa T7 last year. Saw Fleetwood. He missed a cut here last year. Luke List. Good iron game. Hasn't bowed well here. I'll probably pass on Luke. I'll consider Luke Donald. I am going to consider Luke Donald. Um, caught up with Bryce Garnett a little bit. He was T17 back in 2020. Cameron Davis. Eh. McCarthy, going to get the putter, T13. Going to play HV3. Going to play Chris Kirk. And, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. Dirk McGirt. 
Dirt McGirt finished T3 back in 2017. I'm going to pass on him. I kind of have a feeling about CH3, Charles Howell III. I feel like, I feel like Charles Howell... I, I, I think I like CH3 here. Top 20 last year. I think I want to play that same exact bet this year. Charles Howell III. Top 20. As we continue to work down, Ricky Fowler, of course, got a sponsor exemption. And then you look at some of the first timers here as we as we work down. There's Mito. I'm going to play Mito. You know that. Cameron Young. Tringali. Surprising. Hasn't played here. Sahith Thagala. He wasn't hitting a grade on the range. I was watching him. Ramey's first time. Davis Riley. What a good golf swing Davis Riley has. My God. Really good swing. K.H. Lee, Kramer Hickok, Takumi Ken, Ken, man, I have a tough, not, tough time with this name. Kanaya, Alex Molly, Garrick Higo. Looks like he, Garrick Higo is working with Charles Howe, or not Charles Howe, Jesus. Claude Harmon III. Garrick Higo working with Claude Harmon III. Stenson, Adam Svensson, Hank Lebiota, Brem, Jaeger, James Pyatt, Morgan Deneen. All make their first start this week. Set T59 last year, T33. Very different player right now, though. Probably going to pass. <laughs> Kokrak in the field. Wouldn't be a bit surprised if he went to Saudi. Sungjae on the range. So watch him play. He was T13 last year. I don't think I'll play Sungjae here. And, um, and then on down the list here. You know, Sadashi Kadara won, of course, back in 18. Hasn't done much since. So those are kind of my thoughts on the field as we as we look through it. A little different this week, just kind of going through it more like a phone book this week and kind of giving you my thoughts on yays and nays as they come in based off my model and some of the things that I learned uh, during my time up there. So anyway, that's the preview here. RBC Heritage, Harbortown Golf Links. Great spot, folks. Really is really displays nicely on TV, sit back, relax, watch it, and think about your own game. Go to travisholtongolf.com, travisholtongolf.com. If you use the promo code STRIPESHOW20, STRIPESHOW20, you get 20% off right now, anything on the website. Got my new training programs up there, online lessons, new training program called 150 Yards On In, which would bode well at this place, uh, is being launched here, I believe, at the end of the week or the first part of next week. So don't miss that. Love to have a great way to kind of kick off your season, polish up on your driver, Operation Baby Draw, Operation Drip Fade, Stroke Scan Around the Green, and 150 yards on in. If you want some more one-on-one -on -one time, do an online lesson, which I need to get to right now. I owe some people some feedback. Thank you for joining us here on the Stripe Show podcast. A little preview of the RBC Heritage. Come back tomorrow. Big special event tomorrow. Uh, Smiley Kaufman joins me. First interview he's done in over three years. Smiley Kaufman, uh, former LSU Tiger, former winner on the PGA Tour, was in the final group of the Masters back in 2015, has been working very hard getting his game back. Great personality. He joins me on the Stripe Show podcast tomorrow. Don't miss it. Thank you for being here. Subscribe, like, leave us a comment, a ranking. We appreciate you. See you tomorrow.